Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. See if I can get that out. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age. Uh, I am speaking to you from insanely hot Southern California. So it's been in like the 80s, mid to high 80s. It's just nuts. Um, It's November. I mean, you guys all know the date. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Oh, okay. Uh, so where am I? Um, I guess who am I? I'm Stephen G. Fullwood, and I'm the <laughs> co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project. And I am in Harlem at the moment, but I feel uh, loose right now. So I've, I've been traveling to both Ohio and to Florida and within the last two to three weeks. And it's just been, I'm somewhat present, but I'm still floating. <laughs> I hear that. I am Seth Rodney. I am a senior editor at the Hyperallergic blog. I am pretty present today. Mm. I I have a cold, and a, and a cold has a way of kind of, well, I'm getting over one, but it has a way of putting you back in your body because you uh. get all sniffly and coughy and achy, and and you're reminded very much, or I am reminded, was reminded very much of being a creature mm-hmm. who uh, is subject to all kinds of human frailties. Um, I'm glad to be here. And I'm coming to you from the South Bronx. (laughs) Uh, This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving ourselves the space and time to think and talk out loud together and... Uh, wow. Yeah, I, but apparently I am not present today. I'm, I'm flying the way Stephen is. So um, so figure out things out loud and together. Yes. So um, we we are talking – so it's comedy. We're, we, we pivoted to comedy. Um, I should remark though that in two episodes is our 100th episode and so we'll probably be doing something – out of sequence for the 100th episode and then coming back to talking about comedy. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. And in our round robin of um, episodes that we were going to talk about, um, I'm up first. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth volunteered me to go first, so <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, and I picked uh, two – so here's the thing with mine. I, I, realized, uh, I realized something not very funny about – myself in in coming up with these clips mm-hmm. in that Uh-oh. a lot of times a, a lot of times i will i get frustrated by overly uh faithful political positions that inhibit our ability to enjoy okay. things um and so like why don't you just like oh just why don't why don't you just enjoy yourself so that you know i was searching through all these different comedians that i like and listening to stuff and i and i listened you know i stumbled on jim jeffries and one of the things i i figured out when doing this was that um i don't know that bits always age that well so in my mind when i was younger i i really liked sam kennison i had mentioned that before mm-hmm. and i went back and listened Uh-oh! to a lot of his bits yeah yeah <laughs> and it's not that i didn't think they were it's not that I didn't think they were somewhat funny mm-hmm. still. Uh, it just – a lot of the jokes didn't age that well. It right. just wasn't – it just right. wasn't that funny and not because right. I was offended by it or I think that it's offensive now yeah. or something. Right. So anyway, I landed on Jim Jeffries and but then I thought, damn, like this is so obviously – like the bit that I picked is so obviously in line with my politics and like sort of mm-hmm. my my – my space in the social strata um, that I 
I rejected that a little bit. So I wanted to include it. So then I, I was like, okay, well, fuck it. I want to, I'm going to put up Louis C.K. as well. Okay. Because I, uh, because I think, like, I think the way that he has been ostracized uh, in spite of his uh, deplorable behavior um, and the ways that we have have taken offense at him and at his person and reacted to that, I have a problem with. So I picked CK because I think he is very mm-hmm. funny, but my politics came into it because I wanted to, like, it was sort of a response. Like, okay, if I'm going to have Jim Jeffries up and he's going to make fun of all these things that I think are absolutely nuts on the other side, okay. um, I wanted to pick someone for Louis CK that, you know, isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to trigger the conservatives, right? It'll trigger the liberals, whereas <laughs> Jeffries will, will trigger the people that are died in the woke conservative. So anyway, that's a very long, <laughs> not very funny, as I said, intro <laughs> to Jim Jeffries. And so we're going to play the the whole excerpt here. Uh, it's from a comedy routine, a, n- a number of specials that came out on Netflix. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think I need to preface it because I think it'll be obvious to everyone what it is. So I'm going to play that for everyone now. And then they always say this, and this fucking spins me out. Well, I don't expect an Australian to understand freedom. What are you talking about? You constantly say freedom all the time. Like, you're the, oh, we're so free where we fight for freedom, freedom, freedom. Come to the Freedom Lounge at the airport. Like, fucking what? You know when you're singing the national anthem at the baseball and the, and the person holds the note free for a little bit longer than they should until all you Americans fucking come in your pants? <laughs> For the land of the free. (laughs) We're so free. Freedom this, freedom that. Free, free, free. Now, I hate to break it to you because I don't think many of you know this. There are 92 free countries on the planet. Democratic free countries. You are one of them. Every single English-speaking country on earth is free, and most of the countries are also free. Now, you're very free. Don't get upset. And I have a wonderful, I love America, I truly do. I, I, I live here and I love it. I have nothing against, and none of the things I'm about to mention affect you, affect me in any way, right? You may not be the freest place on earth. <laughs> Just a quick example, um, out of the 92 free countries on the planet, you uh, have the highest rate of incarceration. of your adult population is in prison. That's double that of the country that comes in second, which is South Africa. If you've ever been to South Africa, South Africa's fucked. (laughs) So you're double that of South Africa. So statistically, in the land of the free, you have the least amount of free people. Now, this is a super simple one, super simple argument. In Holland, you can smoke weed whilst fucking a hooker 
in front of a cop. <laughs> How dare Holland not be called the land of the free? <laughs> Do you honestly think you're competing with Holland? In Canada, just last year, they legalized assisted suicide for the sick, which I believe is the biggest freedom of them all. It's your life. No government, no religious group should ever tell you when you get to check out. If you're a pro-life person, good. Do it with your life, not mine. Okay? Now, and also, I don't think they've thought about it. I don't think there's even the most evangelical Christian who's a burn victim just like hanging on to life support in a hospital just <laughs> I feel so free <laughs> and I'm so glad they're doing it in Canada because if I ever had an assisted suicide I wanted to be a Canadian doctor I want some guy rocking up to my house like okay already then uh, so I hear that someone's given up on life eh all right, let me just set up my little death machine here and I'll, uh, I'm going to put this in your vein and you're going to be so sleepy so soon, I tell you what there. In Australia, maybe 20 years ago, maybe 20, they, they legalised prostitution. They thought it would be the downfall of our society, but it really wasn't. It was a great thing. Like in Sydney, where I grew up, the, the streets always had hookers walking around everywhere. There was needles, and it was a very seedy city in some parts, you know. And then what they did was they legalised prostitution, and they moved all the hookers into brothels. And because they moved into brothels, all the girls had to be tested for STDs. And, they, and then the guys, they could see the tests as they go in, so it was safer for the men, but it was also safer for the women, because what they did was they put security in these brothels. So if you showed up like a drunk idiot, they wouldn't let you in. Or if you got a bit aggro, they'd kick you the fuck out. So the girls were safer, the men were safer. Human trafficking was all but eliminated, and uh, tax revenue went up, and the divorce rate dropped by 8%. <laughs> there is no downside to legalised prostitution. Now, in America, prostitution is illegal unless you film it. <laughs> How is that possible? How the fuck is that possible? How do you have the biggest porn industry in the world and you still have illegal prostitution? Because it is legal to pay a woman for sex, but your friend Dave has to be in the corner with a camera. <laughs> and Dave has to film it. And Dave has to promise to put it on the internet because if Dave doesn't put it on the internet, then a crime has been committed. And that girl can be 18 years old. And then she can be surrounded by 10 men that she barely knows. And they can all jack off onto her face until she's glazed with cum. And no crime has been committed. But in America, and only in America, She's too young to have a beer. If anyone deserves a beer, in the land of the free, the home of the brave, it's the girl with 10 loads of cum on her face. In fact, if you have 10 loads of cum on your face, you should get free drinks wherever you go. You seem like a fun girl. Or a... Heavy sleeper.
Um, I hope everyone enjoyed that. So uh, you guys want to talk about it? Let's uh, get into so, <laughs> yeah, I, so I want to say two things. One okay, is, okay, right. and, and, and one of these things is really just kind of laying out the ground or laying the ground for how we're going to talk about things uh, throughout this, this, this series that has to deal with comedy. First thing is I want to plug Jim Jeffries, though, because mm-hmm. I'm actually on his show. Uh, and by the time listeners hear this, it will have broad, been broadcast, mm-hmm. but it's coming up on Tuesday at 1030 10.30 p.m. on Comedy Central, I have a little bit with him where I play the straight man and he's talking with me about or needling me about cultural appropriation. Okay. So we'll so see I, how that I, turns out. I, I, I was looking out for you. I thought about that. Yeah, I, no, I know you yeah. did. I know you did. I appreciate that. <laughs> the second thing is, and this is just sort of looking looking ahead to how the conversation uh-huh. will go, is how much of this do we, how much of what we have listened to and are going to listen to, do we want to use to talk about each mm-hmm. other because I see you very much in okay. these clips, Travis. I mean, I, given mm, the introduction mm, that you mm, made, mm. I can see all mm-hmm. of that, but I also see uh, uh, a real, I mean, in the Jim Jeffries clip, there's a real emphasis on like the failures of the, what we can call the American imagination, right? Like the intellectual mm-hmm. warfare. Yeah. And that's yep. so you to talk yes. about that, right? That is, that is, yeah. that is like, uh, what's the word? Um, that is center of the target, Ubermensch. Yes. Travis. Yes. Like okay. that's not like, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good observation. Actually. You know, what's so funny is I didn't think about that, but, but of huh. course that huh. is absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> and I, th- I do think, I mean, I love just the, like uh, the thing that I found, uh, you know, sort of the, op- he opens a bit is just that, like, just reminding people of just sort of like baseline, ordinary facts mm-hmm. right. about the world. Right. And they're, of course, hilarious because we don't often, at least in cultural spaces, we don't often operate from baseline facts about the world, at least. You know, this is probably true everywhere, but certainly true Mm. in America. Right. Yeah, and and I love the bit. So I love the bit where Jeffrey talks about how prostitution is illegal. But then he runs through the facts, right? So he runs, so I grew up, he says, I grew up in Sydney, a lot of prostitution made the, the social web of, of my community uh, pretty degraded. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then he talks about how once they legalized prostitution, um, the streets were cleaned up, the women were safer, the men mm-hmm. were safer. They divorce rates against, went as, down. Yes, right. Yeah, and the divorce mm-hmm. rate went down. And mm-hmm. then he says... But in America, it's illegal unless you've got your, what, what did he say? Your friend Dan in the corner filming. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. <laughs> and when you uh-huh. think about the absurdity of that, yeah. it is just, it's, it's, he's, this is the thing about Jeffries is that I actually don't laugh out loud very much listening to him or at mm-hmm. all, but I just, I just nod a lot. I just feel like, oh yeah, that's so right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I have. That's, that's no. I was just thinking about the quality of Jim Jeffries' humor to me. I I hope he's not listening, mm. but I, he's someone that I don't turn to. But I appreciate when he's on. That's what it is with him. And so I appreciate mm. the clip. I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, that's Jim Jeffries. Okay, <laughs> like he's good to me, but he's he's not my go-to in terms of something that that kind of pulls. So he's in a way he speaks sort of obviously, but he but he makes it funny. But the way he sort of talks about it, you know, I like that. So 
Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. I, I mean, I agree with. Well, this is what prompted the Louis C.K. additional clip that that we'll play for you in a little bit is is exactly what you just said. I mean, I do Mm -hmm. like all of the things that he's making fun of or all of the things that you would expect people to make fun of while they're flying in first class from JFK to LAX, you know, Uh like and so and so I get so I get that. Right. I get that that and and I and I don't and I am very sensitive about being read that way. I'm, oh, I'm very, okay. I'm, and so I, I don't, you know, I want to make sure that um, what I think is funny about him is the delivery and the crudity yeah. of it. Like, I love the, like, sort of when he talks about, like, like the land of the free. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, well, all the Americans, like, come in their yes. hands. Right, like, right. and that's exactly, right. that is what that feels yeah. like, right? right? I mean, when right. you see that display or whatever, it really is, like, sort of, it's the, community's collective yep. orgasm uh, is, uh, and so, you know, I, I appreciated that observation. And I'm, I really appreciated it because I remember, I'm old enough to remember when George Bush and Dick Cheney and et al. Uh, uh, flogged that illegal war in, uh, mm-hmm. in Iraq. And France refused to join in on the party. And we, uh. and some, these, these, yeah. These people who I have very little respect for uh, started this, this I don't know what to call meme, mm-hmm. I guess, about yes. freedom fries as opposed to French fries. Mm. And which is this kind I of... I remember. Right. It was yeah. like weapons grade yeah. stupidity. But yeah. it is very yeah. much that kind of like, that kind of jingoistic thing that that Jeffries yeah. is referring to, right? Like... Uh, just flag on the front porch and freedom fries and we need to go take care of things in Iraq mm-hmm. because of blah, 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 yeah. blah. Uh, was it in this, now, now uh, you guys help me, was it in this clip that he also talks about, he's talking about the gun control thing and he's talking about like how, well, people could still get them on the black market. And no. he's like, okay, so there's another clip where he mm-hmm. talks about uh, getting guns on the black market and, like, this is one of the objections to gun control. And he said, but, like, have you seen the last couple of people that have shot things up? Like, it's not like you can be retarded in walking up into them. He's like, I'd like to get an AR-15. And so and he makes fun of, like, you know, and he mimics this, this like, retarded kid. And so, right. you know, it's those sort of, like, out-of-bounds observations right. about what would otherwise be just snarky liberal positions right. that actually makes it funny. I, I think, think so too. I think the out of bounds stuff is necessary to kind of draw to the ludicrousness of something. That's why I appreciate about him as well. And that he's, he's looking at Americans and I don't know yeah. if Americans look at themselves as Americans in that way because they're so, you know, exactly. not even really navel gazing, but just not aware of the world, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, it definitely – I mean, Seth's observation about, like, sort of what it hits with as far as, um, you know, the things that that I care about and the things that I motivate me intellectually and my commitments, my intellectual mm-hmm. commitments, definitely uh, – it does hit all those things. I mean, just the lack of America's sense of uh, place mm-hmm. in the world, um, it, th- that it is, in fact, in a world with other countries that – also have, yeah. I don't mean like the cultural relativism stuff. I mean the things that we think we have a right. monopoly on. Mm-hmm. We in fact do not have not a monopoly all. on. Right? right. <laughs> we actually we actually don't own those things in the way that we think we do. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, do you guys want to move to maybe? Uh, do you guys want to move to the Louis C.K. and uh, and we could play that one for everyone uh, and 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 see where that conversation sure. takes us. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, you have your bad thoughts. Hopefully, you hopefully you do good things. Everybody has a competition in their brain of good thoughts and bad thoughts. Hopefully, they win, the good thoughts win. For me, I always have both. I have like the thing I believe, the good thing. That's the thing I believe. And then there's this thing, and I don't believe it, but it is there. It's always this thing and then this thing. It's become a category in my brain that I call, of course, but maybe. I'll give you an example. Okay, like of course, of course, children who have nut allergies need to be protected. Of course. We have to segregate their food from nuts have their medication available at all times. And anybody who manufactures or serves food needs to be aware of deadly nut allergies. Of course. But maybe, maybe if touching a nut kills you, you're supposed to die. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Jesus. I have a nephew who has that. I'd be devastated if something happened to him. But maybe, <laughs> maybe, if we all just do this for one year, we're done with nut allergies forever. No, of course not. Of course, if you're fighting for your country and you get shot or hurt, it's a terrible tragedy. Of course, of course. But maybe, maybe if you pick up a gun and go to another country and you get shot, it's not that weird. Maybe if you get shot by the dude you were just shooting at, it's a tiny bit your fault. Of course, of course, slavery is the worst thing that ever happened. Listen, listen, you all clapped for dead kids with the nuts. For kids dying from, from nuts, you applauded. So you're in this with me now, do you understand? You don't get to cherry pick. Those kids did nothing to you. Of course, of course slavery is the worst thing that ever happened. Of course it is. Every time it's happened, black people in America, Jews in Egypt, every time a whole race of people has been enslaved, it's a terrible, horrible thing. Of course. But maybe, maybe every incredible human achievement in history was done with slaves. Every single thing where you go, how did they build those pyramids? They just threw human death and suffering at them until they were finished. <laughs> how did we traverse the nation with a railroad so quickly? We just threw Chinese people in caves and blew them up and didn't give a shit what happened to them. There's no end to what you can do when you don't give a fuck about particular people. You can do anything. 
That's where human greatness comes from, is that we're shitty people, that we fuck others over. Even today, how do we have this amazing microtechnology? Because the factory where they're making these, they jump off the fucking roof because it's a nightmare in there. You really have a choice. You can have candles and horses and be a little kinder to each other or let someone suffer immeasurably far away just so you can leave a mean comment on YouTube while you're taking a shit. All right, everyone, thanks for listening to the CK clip. Uh, what did you guys think about that one? Well, let me, so let me, rather than making it, let, <laughs> I, uh, let me, I, it's, it's probably not fair to, uh, I think Louis C.K. is uh, very mm-hmm. funny. Um, mm-hmm. And even, uh, I, I think, uh, even when he misses, he is clearly putting himself on the line yes. in his comedy. Oh, yeah. right. In a way that even, even though I, I think Jim Jeffries is funny, I really do, I thought that clip was great, um, I don't know that he's risking the same things in that that Louis C.K. is risking when Agreed. he's up on the stage. Oh, Agreed. Yeah. Different format. And also Louis C.K.'s, it's almost the embedded, like I remember when the, the controversy came down, I was like, oh, this man will survive this because this comedy has a space in it mm, that's mm-hmm. self-confessional, that's um, edgy, and that moves into like, yeah, I did it. And I'm very sorry about it. And I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't had more space since he came back. You know, or tried to enter back, but no, his comedy has mm-hmm. always been very um, bare, like a little bit, you know, definitely mm-hmm. cringy, but mm-hmm. cringy in a way that I think that people can appreciate because they feel those ways too. So, mm-hmm. and that has a lot to do with his delivery because he does this thing where he says, you know, like, okay, 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 okay. Right. Like, <laughs> yes, I believe this. I do. Right. Everybody in the room knows I believe right. this. Okay. Yeah. But maybe. And so he yeah. does this. Like, so he, his delivery gives you that kind of almost childlike, I'm sorry I'm about to say this, but this is what I really feel. Okay. And mm-hmm. there is something really vulnerable about that. And, and here's the thing. I think, you know, for all of us, uh, we've, been there and we are there regularly where we have these very what's the way to say it? ready for prime time ideas and and feelings and we are very articulate about these right mm-hmm. um there's the sort of there's the sort of feelings and ideas that that play well to the public but i remember when yeah. we had a conversation around pornography and mm. you guys asked me what I liked. And I remember mm. being really tongue-tied and not being sure how to say mm. uh, what that is. That's because for mm. me, that was a real moment of vulnerability. And what I actually wanted mm-hmm. to say was, I really actually like things with a story. I actually really like story. Okay. But mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't find it in myself in that moment. <laughs> but it feels, like, it feels like Louis C.K. actually goes there. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. so what's this part of me that's like kind of icky? I'm mm-hmm. not sure about, uh, I don't really have a handle on yet, but if I take it out to the light of day, other people might be able to like find it and not along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, so dissonance is, is the, uh, is what okay. I thought of when you were, when you were describing it that way. And, mm. and, and I thought, you know, I, that's helpful because, you know, what Jeffries is doing is the dissonance is us, right? The dissonance is the country, is America, and here is Jeffries pointing out our dissonance. Mm-hmm. What right. Louis C.K. does is says, I am dissonant. 
right? right? I am messy mm-hmm. and particular and contradictory, right. and you are all that with me as well. Oh yeah, and so there's there's a there's a more inclusive aspect to his comedy, I think, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know I I think that that kind of that messy particularity that is Louis C.K. is what, for me, why I value that comedy is us, right? And it's one of the things that, at least in this historical moment in this country, that we are, as in other historical moments in this country, that we are losing touch with. We've become, we're, we, our Puritanism has resurfaced, Mm -hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have a very, we have a very difficult time uh, acknowledging our uglier parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. And mm-hmm. uh, our, our messier parts. Um, and I think CK reminds us of that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, Seth, you're about to say something. No, no, no. I, sh- I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you at all, but it just occurred to me to talk about why it is that I think conservatives, or at least com- comedians who self-identify as being conservatives, are generally less funny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... So people, can you give can you give some yeah. examples? Of- oh, there was some guy. He was on some cable show. I mean, this is not going to be helpful to anyone. Some guy, um, <laughs> but I remember him coming out and saying, "Like I'm a conservative, and you know, I find liberals to be ridiculous." And and he tried, and he was doing a bit, and mm. he was just not landing. Like, okay, so like Dana. Um, the woman who was the spokesperson for the NRA, Dana Loesch or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, she, yeah, she, I know. Yeah, she was on something trying to be funny. I think she was on like Bill Maher or some show. And she was trying to, because she really wants mm-hmm. that kind of cachet, mm-hmm. right? You know, more people, more people look at you, pay attention to you have, um, if, you're, if you're funny. Mm-hmm. And she, she was trying out whatever jokes she had. And of course, they were awful. Mm-hmm. And I think part of why they tend to be awful, and by they I mean conservative comedians, is that they don't have that one willingness to be vulnerable in the way that Louis C.K. is, right? To, to mm-hmm. talk about their own dissonances. Well, they have They don't have... <laughs> that's right. That's what they think. They, that's, what they, that's precisely right. So what that means is that there's a dearth of self-awareness. And it's the self, it's a lack of self awareness, I think, that makes them unfunny. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Ann Coulter on the roast of Rob Lowe. And behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, what was it? Um, Davidson, I forget his name mm-hmm. off of Saturday Night Live, Davidson. He said that what they do is they'll tell someone who wants to come on, we'll write jokes for you and we'll kind of help you out with stuff. She didn't want anyone to write for her because she didn't think the jokes were funny and she just wanted to write herself. So if you watch her give her um, sort of her spiel, you'll go, yeah, that's it's very emblematic of what you just said. You know, she thought she was telling Mm. jokes that she thought were funny, but they weren't funny. And people were sort of like, you know, they... I knew they were rea- reacting to her and also reacting to the way people responded to her because he he said that after people found out that she was coming on the show, everybody stopped writing jokes about Rob Lowe and started writing jokes about her. And that was a brutal takedown of her. Very brutal. But it was it was so funny. And well-deserved. Yeah. So funny. I, I know what I'm watching after the podcast oh, this please. morning. It's, so. it's just <laughs> No, no. Don't- yeah. It's juicy. But yeah. One of the best jokes from that roast was, um, I forget who, who, who delivered it, but uh, the comedian said, you know, the only Mexican that you will ever make happy is the one who digs your grave. How the, about the fuck that? Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You've, mentioned, you've told me this one before. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The, you know, here's, and I, I wanted to, to bring it back to the CK bit that we played for everyone. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have a, actually a, 
uh, a more involved reading of the last part of the bit where he talks mm-hmm. about the slavery. Ooh, here we and go. And so, so buckle up. And he and he pauses, <laughs> right? And he pauses, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, he's right, going right, there, right?" Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So one of, th- and then he takes what I think is an off ramp. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. which is talking about like sort of Im- impl- you know implicating you know kind of contemporary lifestyle and all the rest of that. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that that joke works as well as it does mm-hmm. is because he doesn't actually say the thing right. that probably a lot of white people actually think right. in that audience, which is that oh yeah, it actually that, that of course slavery is bad, but. They got to America, and they could be an American still. Absolutely, oh. I, I, I actually like, I, I absolutely think that there is like, a, like an underlying subtext okay. still alive, like a live wire in mm-hmm. American slash Euro American mm-hmm. culture, right? right, right. What we would call white America, right. that. That if pressed, like if you got them drunk enough and you mm-hmm. cornered them <laughs> and and you and you mind their opinion, that they would actually say wow. that slavery was worth it mm-hmm. because they got to become Americans. At least they're not in shithole African countries. I, I think that – and I'm saying shithole, quote, unquote, everyone out there yeah, just no, so you know. know. Yeah, hey, no, don't no. listen we to the podcast. You can't get a joke. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a joke. If you don't understand it, don't listen to American Age. Um. <laughs> so I think that's why – I God think damn. that's why that joke la- has the oh, potency definitely. and, like, the the anxiety around well, it see, that when it you does. say he took the off-ramp. Uh, Stephen's okay. nodding. I don't think he took off-ramp. I think mm. he told the joke. He didn't say it, but he didn't have to. Oh. That's what made it so genius. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's genius. fair. I, I thought it was that's a fair. wonderful moment. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. So I, I have to say, guys, I completely missed that. Like, it didn't even occur. That did not even occur to me. Um, I'm glad that you brought it up. I'm glad that you you both saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 just, I was just so taken with the idea that every amazing thing that we've built uh as a collective really has come out of human suffering um it's just such Absolutely a sort of true. well it's it isn't it isn't true but it's sort of it's it's, it's a very it's a very travis position and it's a very yeah. sort of like you know <laughs> um, what's the isn't what's the isn't part well uh, this is the thing i was thinking penicillin didn't come out of human suffering did it I mean, oh that's not true no, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I so here's the thing. So I I, I yeah. definitely like I yeah. think if you if you if you think of the momentum in the evolution of civilizations, right, and mm-hmm. and how that momentum was generated and maintained right. for hundreds and thousands of years, and yeah. even still today, in many in many ways, in many corners of the world, that that is that some dude is working six dude or woman is working 16 hours with almost no rights and that person's obscure anonymous labor makes this podcast possible makes international air travel possible makes yeah. penicillin possible yeah. like i we i i do i think that's i mean that's it's dark and it's mm. there's nowhere to hide mm-hmm. from it. Right. <laughs> like you just like I really mm-hmm. don't I, I don't know that there's any safe harbor from that 
that reality. Mm. Yeah, as soon as the words were out of my mm. mouth, I realized I was... I mean, because with penicillin, it's not just a doctor working alone in this laboratory. Mm. It's, it's, it's definitely like all the thousands, maybe millions of people who had died from bacterial infections before, mm. who, which impelled the medical community, the science community, to figure out what was going on with mm-hmm. us. And yeah, so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> that is kind of inescapable. I want to think about that. Yeah. I want to think about that some more, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are we, I think, I know it's an odd one to wrap up, but I mean, I think you know, we're going to be a little long because we played the clips, but uh, you guys want to just close the conversation and, and I'll speak to you guys next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah sounds good. All right. Okay. Sounds and, good, uh, yeah. Uh, Steven, do you have something you want to say? Hmm? Oh, no, yeah, I have okay. nothing to say. So uh, <laughs> Steven's uh, Comedian is up next week, so please join us for that. Okay. Thank you. Later. Sounds good.